It's time for the podcast from two guys who still think fart jokes are funny. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by Marine South. You know what that day is? Taco Tuesday! Shane Spikeman. Taco Tuesday! <laughs> they built for speed or for comfort? You will get nothing and like it. Good morning, West Georgia, and welcome into the Morning 5 podcast. Today is Tuesday, August 22nd, and Billy, today is National Pecan Tort Day. What did you just say? It's a pecan tort day. What did you just say? It's a pecan tort day. He just said, for the record, he just said pecan. I feel like I just you have to say pecan when it's Everyone, a. Everyone, Ice just said pecan. I feel he like didn't you have pecan. to say pecan when it's a when it's like a fancy dish, like a tort. That sounds like something ah. like a uh, like an English king would eat. Oh my God! You just said pecan. Yeah, I, I'm throwing like off. Ha- I feel like, like you have really, to say it. Like, like it's blown me away. When it's like a fancy dish, like like that, I think you have to fancy up the word. I think it has to be pecan. I don't know what a tort is. But when it's a pie, it has to be a pecan pie. You know what I mean? Like when it's a when it sounds like it's something fancy, I think you have to fancy up the word. It's crazy. That's crazy. I'm blown away. Uh, I'll pass on the pecan tort. Yeah. Like a like a caramel. You know, if it's just a, a caramel chew, you know, just a little something, no no meaning to it at all. But if it's like a fancy dish, then I think it needs to be a little bit of emphasis on it. I think it needs to be a caramel. I think what, you, what it is in defines how you say the word. Whatever you say, buddy. I don't know what this is. I, I've never had. I've never had a a tort. Like the torts are like little itty bitty cakes, almost like a. Um, it's almost like a. Um, now I just forgot what I'm. I was trying to say. All right, I'm right uh, there with you. All right, I know exactly what you're saying. There cool. we go. Uh, <laughs> Is it like the small pies? They're like the size of, um, I swear to God, my mind sucks right now at six in the morning. Uh, um, what are the little mini cakes that you bring to like birthday parties and stuff or school? Mini cakes that you bring to birthday parties or school? Little Debbie's? No. I don't know. Like the single serve cakes? Like the little small, like one bite little little pie cake things? They got those, sweet, they got those at sweet treats. But what I'm trying to, when I say by cakes, they're, they're, they're specific. Oh my God. Like people are probably yelling at their, their phone right now. Well, to be fair, they oh. yell at the phone most of the time when they listen to the podcast in the morning anyways. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I, I don't know what a tort is. Uh, it is a uh, the ho- it's a wonderful dessert in a richness in history. Yada yada yada. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, maybe it's one of those small cake. single serve type things. Oh my god! There it is. What cupcake? Oh cupcake! cupcake. Oh, oh oh oh. So they're about the size <laughs> of a cupcake. Yeah. Oh. oh. God bless, man. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little a little one one bite thing. Okay, I've oh. had, I've had those before. Uh, I, uh, sweet treats hasn't been pumpkin pie, and they're awesome. They're phenomenal. 
Uh, Billy, last night didn't go our Braves way. They fall to the Mets 10-4. Harris and Ozuna both had two RBIs apiece. Ozuna with another multi-home run game this year. Uh, Winans, after almost nearly no-hitting the Mets nine days ago, uh, didn't, do, didn't, didn't go his way last night. Went four and a third, gave up seven earned runs in four Ks. Uh, he gave up three early, gave up three in the second, and then sort of settled down for a couple more innings and then got into the fifth inning and gave up four more. He gave up nine hits last night, and none of, none of the hits were massive, you know, just home runs. A lot of uh, death by a thousand cuts things for Wyden last night. Gave up nine hits, walked one, ten base runners, and four and a third. So not the best outing for Wyden's, uh last night. Uh, Braves, but the Braves after Marcelo Zuna hit two home runs last night, Braves now have five players with 25 or more home runs this season, which is a franchise record. It's just insane. It, it absolutely is, is insane how many home runs we've hit this year. Um, and, you know, we're closing in on the the Major League record, which was set by the Padres, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, the 19, Twins. Or 2019, 20, yeah, yeah, 2019 Twins for most home runs in the season. Um, but... Wynan's just, you know, last week he was missing missing the the bats essentially with his pitches. Last night the bats yeah. did not miss. He, he um, wasn't missing the bats last night. No, so it's it, you know, that's baseball sometimes. The, that happens, um, and what what needs to happen is you just flush that start out of your mind and you come back and say, okay, we're gonna go out there like we did the last time or two times ago versus the Mets and do it again. So. Um, you know, I'm not really concerned about it. It's it's one of 162. Um, it's against the Mets. It, uh, you know, I never like losing to the Mets, but it is what it is. You know, we just move on. And you look at the Braves roster right now. The Braves theoretically have two more players that could reach 25 home runs. I mean, Sean Murphy's sitting there with 20, and Eddie Rosario sitting there at 19. So if, if Sean hits five more and Eddie hits six more, they're going to have seven players in their roster with 25 or more home runs this season. Dude, if Eddie, if Eddie stays as hot as he has been, I mean, he was player of the week this past week. So if he stays as hot as, as he has been, <laughs> that six home runs won't, won't be much further. Yeah, player of, the, uh, player of the week last week for Eddie Rosario. Great to see a brave up there. Uh uh, Marcelo Zuna is now averaging one home run per every 13.7 at bats since May 2nd. Yeah, he's been he's been hot um, as far as that is concerned. We need him to stay hot. We we need him to, to stay hot. He's in the month in the month of uh, August. He is hitting 315 with an OBP of 390 and slugging of 56 uh, 562. This is OPS. OPS is 952. I'll take it yeah yeah that's the highest ops uh he's had all season um or no second highest uh, ops he's had all season uh so yeah uh-huh. marcelo zuna you know marcelo zuna and uh and michael harris kind of started off the same way both ex- insanely slow and have caught fire and and harris has stayed hotter more consistently than ozuna has but ozuna's when, when ozuna's hot and when, when ozuna is on he's one of the best hitters in the braves lineup yeah, I wouldn't say that. Um, his his because, hot streaks are hotter than just about anybody's hot streaks on the Braves lineup, and they're they're pretty yeah, crazy. When it comes to Harris, Harris is spraying the ball all over the field. Um, Ozuna is just 
when he's when he's hot, he just sprays it over the fence. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a very Jekyll or Hyde. Uh, Marcelo Zuna is the uh, the offensive version of Bryce Elder. You know, Elder is going to go out there and give you two clunkers, and then he's going to give it go out there and give you two gems. Well, that's sort of like uh, Marcelo Zuna. Ozuna is going to go out there and and give you a month where he hits 209, and then he's going to go out there and give you a month where he hits 315, drives in 13 runs, and almost hits 1,000 OPS. So a very, very hot, cold Jekyll and Hyde, uh, Marcelo Zuna and Bryce Elder, a lot a lot the same, sort of the way the streaks goes with those two. Uh, yeah. Braves, oh. even, even after the loss last night, which this loss didn't count in this record, uh, but the Braves have a major league best 42-26 and 26 record against teams over 500. That's just stupid. That's, that's nuts, man. That's, that's remember absolutely when, insane. Like, at the beginning of the year, we hadn't played anybody yes. with a 500 record, and now we've got the best record in baseball against 500 or best. Yep. I, I remember early on in the season when, every, when everybody was uh, depressed on Braves Twitter because that's that's all Braves Twitter is, is depressing people. Uh, they were talking about, oh, yeah, the Braves have a good record, but they haven't played anybody over 500. And now we have the best record in Major League Baseball, 42-26, and 26, against teams above 500. So I, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I love you. Exactly. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. now has 46 first-inning hits. He is in a three-way uh, tie. He, he's three away from tying the franchise record held by Chipper Jones in 1998 and Marquise Grissom in 1996 for most first-inning hits in a single season. We'll have that by the end of the week. I would assume so. It, it would it would not shock me. 46 yeah. first inning hits. How many games do we have left, Billy, roughly? About 40? Well, it, it was 80. Yeah, somewhere around there. Somewhere around 40, 46. I'm going to say he's going to end up somewhere close to 60. I don't think he'll get to 60, but I, I think he'll end up somewhere close to 60. Uh, and as you mentioned previously, Eddie Rosario is player of the week last week. Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright is making a rehab start for the Rome Braves on Thursday evening. Yes, sir. Let's go. I did not expect this news, but I am so jacked up that it came down the wire. Yeah, Braves are 80 and 44, so that's 124 games. So we are, yeah, it's 38 games left. 38 games left. He's 14 away from 60 first inning hits. I'd say he gets close to 60. I'm going to say 58. I'm going to say 58 is where he lands. Uh, I think he hit. I'd love it. I'd love for him to hit 60. That'd be awesome. Wouldn't would not surprise me. No. 38 games? 38 games, 14. Yeah. It's tough. It wouldn't surprise me, though. Nothing Nothing Ronnie does that surprises me anymore. Half. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Wright getting the rehab start, though, uh, Thursday up in Rome. They The Bravos take on the Mets again today. Try to make sure that they don't win a series. We certainly don't want the Mets to win a series against our Braves tonight. Elder versus Migel, Majil, Majal, Migal. Uh, tonight at 7:20 is the matchup. Uh, Billy, the rankings for the girls softball came down yesterday in the state of Georgia, and we have got so many teams in the top ten. It's it's really absurd. Six of the nine, baby. Um, six of the nine in the top ten, and that's that's huge. Um, and when you when you've got, I mean, Bryce and I have been saying it and shouting it from the rooftops. When you've got the best girls athletics in the state of Georgia out here in the West Georgia area, I mean, this is what happens. So let's start with uh, softball in uh, 
single A Division Two, which number one, the Bowden Red Devils. They have been hot all season long. They've played really, really well of late. Um, in fact, they they played last night, did they not? They did. Uh, they did. Yes, they, did. they beat a uh, number of former, excuse me, another top ten team in the Harrison County Rebels last night and won six to nothing. Yeah, um, Bowden, we'll get Bowden's been on a tear. Bowden's been on an absolute tear. I mean, they they dropped the. Uh, the first two games of the season to Harrelson County and Troop, and then they've just rolled off win after win after win, you know, against teams like Temple, Callaway, Darlington, and then Harrelson County last night. So, you know, I kind of joked on Twitter. I said the the Bowden softball team was tired of the Bowden football team taking all the publicity for being the number one ranked team in the state. Um, so, yeah, n- number one for the Bowden Red Devils. We should have one, two, three. I, I think we should – I think arguably we should have four number one teams in our area. Bowden Herd, Central, and Bremen. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I'll tell you right now, Bremen is the best softball team in our area. I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. I haven't seen them yet. But it wouldn't surprise me. They are they are very, very good. Uh moving up to single A Division One, Herd County, they sit at number two. Uh, they, they've hit a bit of a rough patch. I think they've lost two of their last three, um, but they've the two of the they, about who they lost exactly, exactly. <laughs> they're they're really good teams. They lost to uh, the number one ranked four uh, A team in Central, and then they lost to the number what three two, ranked two or three. Time. Yeah, it was three ranked East Coweta at the time in seven A. So yeah, uh, and then they came out this weekend. Um, uh, they did lose. To, they did lose to Jeff Davis this weekend. I thought they beat just Jeff Davis, um, but yeah, they they lost to Jeff Davis this weekend and then and then beat Mount Vernon four and three right now on the schedule or on the record for Heard County. But as we know, Heard County scale, schedules a lot of hard non-region games for all of their sports, and and, her, and softball is the exact same way. So uh, just look for this to pay off dividends later on in the season. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. They play Villarica on 8.30, then they play Central again on 9.13, and then they play Bremen on 9.20, so all three of those games should be good matchups for the Heard County Lady Braves. In 2A, Harrelson County sneaks into the rankings. They're at the number 10 spot, and Harrelson County is one of those teams that's kind of catching fire right now. Yeah, they've they've played a lot of really good softball lately, um, and that's, that's what has caught the the eye of the coach's box and gotten them into the top 10. So um, kudos to Harrison County and, and getting out there. I mean, that's anytime you can get in the top 10 is a good thing. They only have one loss in the season and the one loss in the season for Harrison County is to number one ranked Bowden in, uh, you know, uh, on Monday, it's the only game they've lost all year. They even beat Bowden earlier on in the year in the very first game of the season, they beat them six to three. So Harrison County yeah. has some lady rebels out there. Uh, in 3A, one of the most disrespectful rankings I think I have seen possibly all year. Uh, they have Bremen at number five in 3A. Yeah, uh, you know, Bremen's, Bremen's had a had a good year too, but I, I agree with you. I think they're they're higher than what they should be. I mean, they need to be higher than, than where they are. Um, Jeff Davis is ahead of them in 3A, aren't they? Uh, no. I don't think Jeff Davis is 3A. I, well, I, I always saw Jeff Davis on the top 10. I'm trying to remember where. Uh, I don't remember what classification Jeff Davis is. 
Jeff so Davis is two A. Jeff Davis is in the same thing as uh, Harrelson County. Okay, and they're so number, you, they're number one. Her, yeah, you talk yeah. about Heard County losing Jeff Davis. There's another number one team. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. you know, Billy, this is this is odd and has nothing to do with the rankings. There are three teams inside the two A top ten softball rankings. Three teams have the Yellow Jackets their mascot. Random. Yeah, very random. Jeff Davis, Cook, and Rockmart. And actually, Harrelson County plays Rockmart uh, today, tonight. And that is that is number six ranked undefeated 7-0 Rockmart. So that should be a good matchup for the uh, for the Rebs. But yeah, man, Bre- Bremen at number five, dude. That's just, I don't know. I think that's a little disrespectful to, to yeah. as good as they are. Uh, in 4A, number one central. You surprised by that? They they have, but I, I I don't I Central's really, really good. They just lost so much last year. I'll be interested to see what they have and what they look like later on in the season. I know they're a very talented softball team out there, but they, they lost a ton. Uh but I mean so far this year they really haven't done anything to to lose that number one ranking. I mean, I mean, they beat Heard County five to two. They beat South Paulding six to five, and South Paulding just beat Villarica. Uh, their only losses are to East Paulding and Noonan right now in the season. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think, you know, one might be a little high for Central, but they're they're no further than than two or three. Um, I just know they lost a lot of kids, but yeah, that Central team is is really really good. And then finally in five A, we've got the Villarica Lady Wildcats at number ten. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough to it, it's kind of tough to judge Villarica, man. You get you have to judge Villarica on their non-region games because their region is, is very very soft. They should go through the region and absolutely sweep everybody. In fact, if they go through the region and don't allow a single run, it wouldn't surprise me, Billy. Right now in the region games that Villarica's played, they've won eleven and 18 and zero, and sixteen and zero. So I don't know. I don't know how much better the region play is getting Villarica. Uh, they played South Paulding last night, lost six to four. And South Paulding is a really, really good team, despite how terrible their coach is. Um, really good. Not love you, Grandma. Uh, South Paulding is a really good uh, softball team. So you're gonna have to measure your. You're gonna have to measure the Villarica Wildcats on their non-region games. Luckily, they play Heard County on 8:30. Um, they have a tournament uh, in September that they're playing in. Um, and then a lot of uh, they play Bremen, they play Bowden, they play Mount Vernon. So you're going to have to judge them on the non-region games because inside the region, the Villarica Wildcats, they, the girls should not drop a single game. And it, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they went all season and didn't allow a run in region play. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's going to be tough to judge them when it comes to the region because the region is is that bad. Yeah, they should just yeah. they should completely sweep through it. So. I like to see them in the top ten. We'll see what they look like uh, when it comes to the non-region. Another yellow jacket, Calhoun. Calhoun pops up there in the top ten for for five A. So, uh, yeah, great uh, great girls softball over here on the west side. We say it every single week. We have the best girls athletes in the entire state of Georgia. Uh, Billy, let's head over to the high school football power rankings. I think this is something we're going to bring up every Tuesday. Run down the nine schools that we cover and look at the power rankings for uh, for all the nine schools. Um, so, so right now I have at number nine, I have the Mount Zion Eagles. I think that's, that's where they sit. I think they have a long way to go this year. Um, just for seeing them from a couple of scrimmages and everything. I think Mount Zion has their, their work cut out for them. It's an uphill battle, but luckily for them, they're already in the playoffs, uh, and region play is, is a couple weeks away. Yeah, I agree. I have them at nine as well. 
Uh, number eight, I have a Harrelson County. Uh, they put up some points against Rayburn, which that's nice. I think they're probably going to battle for a four spot in that region to try to get into the playoffs. Uh, but they're a young team. They're a very, very young team that's sort of building towards the future right now. Yeah, and I think I've got them in eight as well. But the, the thing is, when you talk about them putting up points at Raven, that's a really good point to bring up the fact that, you know, they they may, and I, I talked about this at the beginning of the year when we did our vote predictions. I think that all nine schools are going to make the playoffs. Well, Harrison County putting up 21 against Raven is a good sign that they may be able to, to fight back and get into the playoffs this year. Yeah, and you look at the game they played against Raven last year. I, I think they got blanked. I think it was like fifty. I think it was like fifty-six to nothing against Raven uh, last year. It was forty-nine to three last year against Raven, and this year forty-five to twenty-one. So, uh, yeah, the the offense, the offense, a little bit better. At number seven, I have Heard County. I think there's a lot of talent and a lot of I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of expectations down there for sure. I think there's a lot of potential on that Heard County team, but man, they shot themselves in the foot a lot at Bremen, and I think Bremen is a lot better than people are giving them credit for. I agree. Um, you know, the, was watching a little bit of the film yesterday, and they, the offensive line just didn't look good. No, either way, um, offensive line either. No, yeah, the, the the lines of scrimmage did not look good for Heard County, which is not normal for a Heard County line. At number six, I have uh, I have the Temple Tigers. I, I like what uh, Coach Corey Nix is, is doing out there, T's and P's, Stella Hudson Nix in his recovery. Uh, it, but it was it was a team that you're supposed to do that to. It was Pike County. So I don't I don't know what you can take away from 57 and six. Uh, it's the most points ever scored in Temple Tiger history. So that's that's always awesome. Manny Watkins and Gribbins look like a dude out there. Um, it, it looks like from that game that they are going to be a wagon but it just it, you don't know it's pike county you really you really can't can't judge off of that opponent yeah yeah it, it, i'm i'm the same way I, i've got them at six as well um they they looked good the wing tee looked really good um also watched a little bit of the film there um yeah it's it's just a different feel on that defense um, this year, so I'm I'm kind of interested to see this week against Christian Heritage how how Temple fares. At number five, I have the Bremen Blue Devils. It, it might be a little low, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Bremen climb up my power rankings the further we get into the season. Uh, but they they look really really good right now, man. It's cracking into the top five of the power rankings. I, I like what Coach Rooster Russell's doing out there with these Bremen Blue Devils and. Uh, like I said, I'll be on record and say this. I, it wouldn't surprise me if week one of the football seat of the uh, playoffs, if Bremen has a home game. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, I've got Villarica at five. Um, I think Villarica is, even though I haven't seen them play this year, I, I want to see them play and I want to see what they can do against somebody. Um, other than you know scrimmage opponents so let's let's see what they can do full pads everything going 100 percent um no scrimmage no bs i want to see what they can do that's why i've got them at five we'll see it this friday man and i thought hebron christian it should be a step over game i thought uh i haven't i haven't watched the tape yet but i did see hebron christian beat chastity 70 to nothing this past weekend so um i i i don't know if that was a opponent mismatch and Villarica still should have a step over. We'll see. Uh, at number four, I have the Bowden Red Devils. Uh, they, they lost a lot, man. They lost a lot of offensive, a lot of defensive firepower. 
lost quarterback, lost the running back, and it, it showed in Manchester. But when you still say that, they only lost by one point down in Manchester, and they got some they got some crappy calls down there. Uh, I I personally think if they run Devin Powell at quarterback and they run McGrin at running back and Beasley at fullback, I think that offense would offense would flow a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I have the I have the reigning uh, state champions at number four. Give me Bremen at number four. Um, I think they they did enough to show um, spanking her county like they did. Yeah. Um, I mean, they beat them in all facets. Uh, special teams, defense, offense. It didn't matter. Bremen Bremen won that game handily, and I, I like. Um, so I've got them at four this week. Uh, number three, I have the Villarica Wildcats. I like what I saw out of them in the spring game. I like what I saw out of them in Harrelson County. Uh, I like what I saw out of them in the purple and gold game. They have three or four running backs that they can rotate in and out of there, and they can scat through the uh, the hole and get upfield about 20 yards in the blink of an eye. They have two or three wide receivers that can go out. They're not the most athletic wide receivers, but they have a knack for high-pointing the ball. And then they have a quarterback right now, Zay Bell, who is it was very elusive. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's a uh, he's a great athlete. Over on the defensive side, I think the I think that might be where Villarica is has their biggest vulnerabilities. Um, they they have a good uh, defense, but all we've seen it against really is is Harrelson County, and they run kind of a unique offense. So it'll be interesting to see what that defense does this week against Hebron Christian Academy. But I, I think I think the Villarica offense is going to be powerful enough to keep these these Wildcats uh, high in the ranking. I had them at number three. I've got Bowden at number three, looking at what they did against Manchester, a top five opponent. Um, it's it's tough for me to drop them out of their top three in, in our power rankings, just even after a one-point a one point loss. They did lose a lot on the offensive line, and it showed this week. Um, they, it, it was not a pretty sight, pretty much, on the offensive line. They, they didn't look like they were um, they didn't look like they were perfectly joined together. Bal- so Bal- you know, got to like, find a center, man. Yeah, that's um, they got to. Um, outside of that, you know, their defense looked pretty solid. Um, I, I know they gave up twenty-one points, but I still like their defense, and we'll see how it pans out this weekend at Central. The defense was the bright spot for me for Bowden. Uh, that offense looked like it did. Didn't have a lot of chemistry. I don't know. It wasn't chugging along like I kind of thought it was going to. A uh, lot of lot of bad snaps. A lot of bad snaps. Got to fix that this week at Central. Uh, number two, I have the Central Lions. Uh, I think the Central Lions have a, a great team. They have a lot of talent out there. Um, J.R. Harris is is an absolute dude. Uh, this is the first time I got to watch Central a little bit last night. Or it's the first time I've ever got to see J.R. Harris sling the pill. Uh, and he's he's just as good as anybody you can watch on Friday nights, man. J.R. Harris is absolutely electric. Uh, so I got Central at number two. I've got Carrollton at number two. Um, you know, losing Bryce Hicks dropped me down a little bit. Wow. Honestly. Wow. Because, I mean, that's just how it is. So you're, me. you're telling me if Carrollton and Central played each other right now, Central will beat Carrollton? Uh, no, I'm not. But that's just my this is how my power rankings are going. This just is. Um, I, I think Carrollton, um, Carrollton down at number two in our area, and just looking at what they did defensively, they gave up uh, again against a really good t- opponent in, in Langston Hughes, gave up 30 plus points. Um, 
it's not exactly what you wanted to see. And then on top of that, losing Bryce Hicks, um, <laughs> Juju Lewis looked solid, but still was missing his his back piece, his backfield mate. So um, I got them at two. I got, I got Carrollton at one. Uh, I, I think they're by far the most talented team in our area. Uh, they had Juju at quarterback still. Yeah, the defense didn't look it didn't look perfect against Langston Hughes, but once again, they're playing against a, an opponent that has a bunch of a, a bunch of D one commits. And I don't, I, I, I don't I don't think Carrollton's defense has as many D one kind of athletes as Langston Hughes' offense does. Um, they're still yeah. going to be really good. They're still going to be very very good in seven A. I still expect them to make the state championship. Uh, I know losing Bryce Hicks is going to be a big blow, but they have. In an, an insane amount of firepower on that team, so yeah, I got, I got Carrollton at number one. I've got Central at one. Um, the I was talking to a coach last night at Central, and just in general, I was like, "Look, I said the the thing looking at the film, the thing that bothers me right now is the offensive line is seems like they're comfortable in pass protection, um, but doesn't seem like they're comfortable in run protection, um, and." The other thing, their defense looked fantastic. Granted, it was Redan, but they were flying all over the ball. Um, J.R. Harris looked okay to me. He made some freshman mistakes. Plus, he he also just watching him um, outside of one big pass down the field that was an absolutely perfect throw. Um, most of the other passes that he connected on were like dink and dunks. You know, a little five to ten yard passes. So right, right. Um, I'd, I'd like to see him open it up a little bit more, but we'll see how this, you know, works out the rest of the year. All right, that's our uh, week one, week one, high school football power rankings. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night in softball. Harrison County falls to Bowden six to nothing, as we mentioned. Uh, we don't have a score for Woodward Academy at Mount Zion. I'm sure the people at Mount Zion would be happy to help us out with that. And then Villarica falls to South Paulding six to four. So Villarica mm. falling, yeah, Villarica falling to South Paulding is not great. I don't know how they, topic, I don't know how they fell to South Paulding. That coach is terrible up there. <laughs> Just awful. <laughs> uh, on the uh, Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events calendar tonight, softball Bowden is at Pepperell. Freeman has a doubleheader versus Adairsville. Central is at Heritage. Harrison County is facing off against Rockmart. Heard County is at Crawford County. Uh, that is a region game. Uh, Temple versus Lamar County, also a region game. And the Villarica versus Mays, also a region game. Yep, yep. Getting uh, into it. In, in volleyball, Carrollton versus Stars Mill and Heritage. And then Hurd County versus Manchester and Chapel Hill. And that is your Smith's Park Coming Games and Events calendar. Billy, you need another cup of coffee? Absolutely. Let's hit it up. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goosby Real Estate Group. Uh, the Colts grant running back Jonathan Taylor Thomas okay to seek a trade. Who didn't see this coming? Anybody? Did anybody not see this coming? This this was evident, right? Has to be. Yeah, has to be. Ah, okay. This is this is news, but non-news, in my opinion. Like I, it just obviously the Colts were going to allow him to seek a trade. There's. If he's unhappy, there's there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, the Colts will likely be seeking significant trade compensation for Taylor. 
Uh, the team is rumored right now to be looking for a first-round draft pick or a collection of picks that equates to a first-round draft pick. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Seems fair. Good luck with that. Good Good luck. <laughs> good luck trading a running back who the entire league doesn't want to pay running backs. Good luck getting a first-round pick out of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Good, good luck. Good luck on that. Uh, Billy, in news that I didn't know until yesterday, but apparently this has been a known fact since 2016, Joey Bose's great-grandfather was once Al Capone's bodyguard and a Chicago crime boss. Again, that that shouldn't, like, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that's very, the that's true, yeah. <laughs> The Boses look like. Have you ever seen the Boses' parents? Yes. The Boses yeah. look kind of like a crime boss family. They do. You know what I mean? That's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Al Capone's that's, bodyguard. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Shakari Richardson caps comeback win by winning a star-studded 100 meter at the World's Championship. Way to go, Shakari! Dude, she is fast, man. She is. She's so fast. She makes fast people look not so fast. <laughs> she's a, she's an amazing athlete, man. I love to watch her compete. Some sad news, Billy. Yeah, Hakatea, old Lily Lita, also known as Lolita, the last surviving Southern resident killer whale in captivity, has died in Florida on Friday afternoon. The Miami Seaquarium has reported. Oh, that's that's sad news. The millions. Yeah and millions of dollars that Jim say spent on this fish to try <laughs> to save it. Just dies in captivity. Dies in captivity. You know, with all that money, I bet he could have paid Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Probably. Uh, yep. Instead of trying to fix it, instead of trying to save a fish and put it in an Airbus and fly it all around, uh, probably could have paid to run it back there, Chief. <laughs> so, you know, pull, pour one out for Lolita. Sad day for Lolita. Uh, Michigan has a self-imposed three-game ban for Jim Harbaugh. What an absolute freaking joke. <laughs> what an absolute freaking joke. <laughs> let's, let's talk about this. The NCAA says, no, a four-game suspension is not enough. So Michigan's like, oh, I'm going to do a three-game suspension self-imposed. What the kind of... Oh, oh what a joke. Uh, it's what, what a, the NCAA just has no power. They just have no power. They can't do anything. They can come back and say, "Oh, you're spending for four for four games." And Michigan go go to hell, NCAA. You have no power. You have no power in in college football anymore. Um, but yeah, he he told his uh in, in a statement released by the school, Harbaugh said, "I will continue to do what I always tell our players and my kids at home: don't get bitter, get better." That's good for bulletin board material, but I, whatever. <laughs> what a goofball, dude. Uh, he, he will miss home games against Eastern Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. Oh, no. I, dude, I don't know. Michigan's had teams crappier than that come in and beat them early on in the season. <laughs> yep. Shout out you, you, App State. You yourself have said that this team is the most talented he's ever had. They're really, they're really, really good. They're, they're really good. Uh, billion today in 1989, a wonderful magical year. Nolan Ryan strikes out his 5,000th batter, and the batter is Ricky Henderson. 
Of course it's Ricky Henderson. I know. What a way to get your 5,000 strike out, to strike out a legend like Ricky. Right. Good Lord. You got anything yeah. else to add today, man? Oh, let's get out of here on a Tuesday. On a Taco Tuesday. Let's get out of here. Uh, it's going to be another hot one, folks. It's going to be hot all this week. Uh, so PSA, make sure you're staying hydrated. If you go outside and work out, make sure you got a nice uh, nice cup of ice water or you've been drinking water all day. Be, uh, be very, very, very hydrated and cautious and aware of your body because it is going to be... It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. We're going to have heat indexes well over 100 for the rest of this week. So stay hydrated, and we will see you all tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.